dissect the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Kirsty Logan. This is my co-host Heather Parry. Who remains a bit ill. Oh. Hi. Although better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, feel you, like it's retreating. You can't see the stuff I'm coughing up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Sticky, sticky shoes. It's, it's still got a little bit of the vocal fry. It's a little bit, but you're, it's, it's fading. Yes. It's thank good. you. Good. I like it. Okay. Welcome to the body podcast of how sick we are. The podcast. <laughs> Podcast. So we've had the dog cast, and now it's the podcast. Yes. But actually, it's a point horror podcast. Yeah. And today, we are talking about Help Wanted. It's not as dramatic as I've just made it sound. No. By Richie Tangersley Cusick. Um, I feel like I should give a heads up that the treatment of mental health in this book is terrible. So we are going to be discussing that a fair bit. Yes. Um, and there's also, I would say, um, heavily implied rape. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we're going to be treading very carefully, but... Content if, warning. Yeah, if that's something that you really feel like you can't listen to. Obviously it's like at point horror level, so it's not graphic or anything, but it's implied. Yes. But just in case that's a problem. Just a heads up, mm-hmm. it might come up. Uh, but the cover is actually Ouch. pretty great. I quite like it. It yeah. is very, like, 80s, 90s thriller. It looks like um, it looks like a novelisation of, like, a Columbo or, mm. you know what I mean? Like, what's the woman called who... Who solves crimes? Angela Lansbury. Murder, murder she wrote. Yeah. Is it? it feels like it could be that kind of novelization. Yeah. Oh my god, we should get a hold of a diagnosis murder novel. Okay. I've One never day. seen diagnosis murder. Oh god, uh, me and my best mate used to watch it all the time in university. We call him DM. Uh, what's his name? I don't know. Dick Van Dyke. Oh. It's Dick Van Dyke. I don't know what his name is in that DVD and DM. I <laughs> he's it's so good mate okay and uh i once found a couple of novelizations and read them and annotated them all and sent it to her very much i've always done this with these shit books i'm realizing oh I yeah used, we should do one of those for okay. a bonus because they were great i used to work with this woman emma who was like the most babesome cool person ever she was brilliant and um she completely unironically loved dick van dyke and had a signed picture of him in her bathroom i love him she adored him mm-hmm. um our good pal Peggy Hughes very unironically loves um, Daniel O'Donnell. She's deadly serious about that. <laughs> she is. I think everyone thought it was a joke, but it's it's not a joke. She has a calendar mm-hmm. every year. Yep. <laughs> anyway, anyway, this brilliant cover. Oh, it's great. So it's, we've got help wanted in very shiny, kind of spiky font. It's the right size, I would say. Yep. It's nicely laid out. Mm-hmm. The picture, though. Is so good. Is so good. It is a pair of scissors or shears, perhaps, mm. but reflected in the metal is a terrified girl's face. <gasps> reflected in the scissory part. In the purpley scissors. Yeah. Bisexual scissors. They are quite purple, aren't they? <laughs> and there's some kind of. I've realised they are shears because there's like little bits of grass caught at the apex of them. Oh, hello, right? Right? professional writer Kirsten uh-huh. Logan. Um, yeah, and the background is just like a kind of spotlit red that goes into like a darker blood red. Mm. Um, and it says, here's the tagline, part-time job or full-time nightmare, yes. which is bad, but really good bad. I think because we love the cover, we're into it. Yeah. I feel like if it was a bad cover, you'd be like, that's shit. It's because it kind of sounds like a dynasty sort of thing. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, it's all leaning into that late 80s drama. It also explains what the story's about, which most of them don't. Yeah. It's about her having a part-time job and it all goes horribly wrong. Is it a full-time is nightmare? what it's about. I've just noticed, I've got really bad about taking out all my post-its and this one just <laughs> says, it me. It, it is you, it, though. It is me, We'll yeah. get to it, but it is definitely you. <laughs> okay, so let's dig in. <clears throat> and okay. do excuse me if I sort of lose the ability to speak halfway through. I feel like the tagline for this book, though, should have been patriarchy, the novel. <laughs> I feel like that's like five different point horror books that we've covered so far. <laughs> this one in particular, and I have to say, I was super into this book quite up until close to the end because the tagline was almost feminist revenge, the novel, <laughs> but it, RTC fucked it up right at the end. Uh, it will be when we write a whole new point horror series. Get in touch, Scholastic, get in touch. Point horror. <laughs> 
No, okay, bye. Okay. Uh, so, we have Robin. And her best friend, Faye. Robin Banks. <sighs> no. Wow, you've had like I'm a quarter of a coffee. <laughs> I know. Also, can I just read you, can I read you like the queerest... I shouldn't um, have coffee when we do the podcast. <laughs> but it hits you so quickly as well. I know, like, I don't know. literally only got the coffee. I think I've got like very thin blood or something. Because I also have like massive sugar rashes and then sugar crashes. <laughs> yeah, you do. I don't know what it is. Anyway, never mind. You react to sugar like other people react to drugs. <laughs> I know, I thought everyone had that reaction. It's like, Kirsty, you're right. It's weird. She's had half a slice of cake. <laughs> She's had a Murray Mint, stay clear. <laughs> so, Richie... A woman. Oh, God, no, it's getting bad. Richie, comma, a woman. A woman. <laughs> I'm going to start writing all my characters like that. Um, here's... Yeah, be like, he's a doctor, he's a lawyer, she's a woman. A woman. <laughs> Lady scientist. Um, here's the dedication to Barb for work times and play times. Thank you. Richie, did you have a little queer affair? Richie and Bob. Because I think Sitting she's... in a tree, K-A-S-S-I-N-G. I think she's married to a man. I think... Oh, well, we don't get a bio in this Is book. Is he called Bob? Uh, he's posh. Oh. Bob. Bob is his, like, gender-bending <laughs> alter ego that they do together. Be. No, Ooh. I like to think that she has a husband and a wife called Bob and Barb. <laughs> Bob and Bob. Because then if you kind of mumbled one, nobody would notice the difference. <laughs> hey, Barb. <laughs> Um, so yeah, let me tell you this. T- tell me whether you think Robin and Faye are actually friends. Tell me what you think about this. Tell me what you think about this. Robin stared at the other girl. She and Faye had been friends for so long she could predict every dramatic gesture and ex- exaggerated emotion that Faye could ever come up with. Hmm. Yes, Ooh. looking at you right now. She <laughs> knew a lot of kids around Faye's... She knew a lot of kids found Faye's poise and perfect looks intimidating that a lot of them wondered why she and Faye were close. But Robin was the only one who ever stood up to Faye, the only one who could ever be totally honest and get away with it. Now, as she regarded her friend intolerant amusement, which is what I think you tolerate me with a lot of the time, <laughs> Robin blinked her blue eyes and tried to keep her voice calm. Is that friendship? What do you mean? I'm also trying to understand the parallel. Are you Faye in this? Well, no, I don't think it works. Okay. I'm just saying you, dramatic gestures, okay. and also you, tolerant amusement of okay. me. But that's where it ends. But do you think these are... They're not really... Do you think it's pe- more than friendship? No, I, I think it's not friendship, really. Like, they've just kind of... Like, they've just been friends for so long that they don't... They aren't really pals anymore, I don't think. She's oh. like, you can't be friends with someone just because you're the only person to ever stand up to them. No. I think there needs to be more than that. I don't think they really like each other. Oh. Do you, in this book? I mean, not... Faye's kind of a dick. I don't think that they're the best mates, to be honest. No, I actually think Faye is pretty shit. And I've got a few examples of how Faye is the worst in this book. Yes, I don't think she's very good at all. Here's one. Robin says, Faye, ever since you started seeing Zach, you've backed out on a lot of promises. All of them to me. Mm-hmm. And then she says this. Well, I can't help it if you don't have a boyfriend, can I? So, I'm sorry, Robin. I know it's different for you because there's no special guy in your life. But you're my best friend. You're supposed to understand these things. Zach is really important to me. Fuck off. Okay, let's take another take on it. Okay. What if they've been in a relationship in the past? And they're still kind of, there's a bit of a will they won't they still going on and Faye is protesting a little too much. You're my best friend. <laughs> no longer my fuck toy. Uh, I, I mean, see no. what you're trying to do. I, I don't you're trying, to, you're trying to queer it up and that would be good, but it's definitely not what's going on. No, it's not. I just feel like Faye is like aggressively heterosexual <laughs> in a way that she appears to be denying something which she shouldn't need to be denied. She doth protest too much. She doth. If you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, anyway, I don't like her. Too, too heterosexual, I think. <laughs> but almost all of this is completely irrelevant to the story anyway. Yeah. But it was just a good point. So... The actual story mm-hmm. is that... Oh, sorry, did you have some bits? No, I just hate Faye. Yeah, she's I just... I think she's really bad. And I was noticing that later, I won't sort of reveal what happens, but Robin calls Faye for help, but Faye's out with her boyfriend, and Robin doesn't even bother leaving a message because she knows Faye won't care yeah. and won't help her. So actually, yeah, you're right. They're terrible friends. I like it when you said she's out with her boyfriend because I thought you were using it in the Scottish way. Is in, like, not in... Like, out with. She's, she's out with her boyfriend. her boyfriend. She's out with him. 
a Scottish I think so, yeah. No, I don't think anyone else says it. Oh. I think out with, like something's out with something, is a Scottish thing. Oh, I don't know if it is because John Boyne did it in Boy in the Striped Pyjamas as a pun on Auschwitz, which doesn't even make sense because they would be speaking German. Mm. Okay. Is he the one that just did a terrible trans... Yeah, let's not even get into it. Okay. Him. Okay, so the the real story is that everyone else is going on a big trip to Florida, but Robin can't go because they don't have the money. I mean, that sounds good because Florida doesn't seem like a great place to me. Yeah, don't go to Florida. Sorry if you live there. Maybe it's cool. It doesn't sound like my kind of thing. No. My brother recently messaged me to say, Mom's talking about going on a family trip. Bearing in mind, he's 37. And I'm... Wait, no, he's older than that. He's almost 40 (laughs) and has kids and I'm 32. And my mom's talking about going on a family trip to Florida and we were both like, no, thank you. Yeah, why? <laughs> What's just, there? We've been once and I don't want to go again. Anyway, so Robin and Faye are walking to school one day and they cut through Manor Wood, which is very Ooh. sort of Jane Austen, isn't it? It is. Manor Wood. Um, it's a Manor Wood. Manor Wood. <laughs> Lady or Butt. <laughs> Manor Wood. Lady or Butt. Manor Wood. <laughs> Um, I got some last night. Man or wood? (laughs) (laughs) Or both. (laughs) Anyway, it's this big-ass house um, that hunk and asshole, not two people, (laughs) one person. Hunk slash asshole. Yes, that's the one. Parker Swanson lives in. Ass Mm. hunk. (laughs) Ass hunk. (laughs) Did I tell you that in... Uncle? (laughs) Did I tell you that in uh, Star Trek, I thought they were saying ass shields, but it turns out they were saying aft. Yeah. And I was like, you seems... are so into Star Trek right now. <laughs> no. I did not see it coming. I, I had, really didn't. I'd had a really heavy period a couple of weeks ago of watching it, and I think it's because I was avoiding doing any actual work. I thought you meant you were watching it because you had a heavy period. I had period. a really heavy period. <laughs> I was just like, the only thing that can fix this is Star Trek. <laughs> it's it's actually quite well written. Okay, I'm going to watch it. I've never seen it. Okay. I'll watch it. it get, it's a bit rough at the beginning. Don't watch series one. Series two's patchy, and then it gets better after. Okay. Um, so, they are staggering through Manor Wood. So I imagine it to be like this big ass house and they're just sort of going across the corner. If I'd had Manor Wood, I would be staggering. Oh, <laughs> I was just about to say David. I know, because... it's interesting. <laughs> it's because he's the one that always horrifies me with what he says and I go, oh, David, no. <laughs> I was just like, wow, you think I'm David now that I'm talking about men and wood. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Let's leave that alone. Uh, you were so close to saying something and then you were like, whoop, nope, gonna oh, swallow public. that back down. <laughs> <laughs> I do often do that. I'm like, yeah. oh, people are listening. You go to say a story and then go, nope. <laughs> I met one of our listeners um, at uh, Lighthouse Books for one of our friend's pamphlet launch. Great bookshop. Yes, excellent for bookshop. That bookshop. And it was Ross McCleary, who is a literal genius. Um, and this girl said, I think I listened to your podcast. And I was like, oh, and I was like, shit, 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 shit. What does she know about me? <laughs> She's what did I nice. say about my vagina? And I was like, oh God, no, people listen. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're at Manor Wood. Yep. Uh, David's there in the corner having a nice time. Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> Answering the question of Manor Wood. <laughs> uh, Faye and Robin are cutting across and they stumble on a load of blood and hair. Cool. So then they... Um, that is actually scary, I think. Yeah, but they just kind of go, oh, it's an animal. Even then, I think it's quite scary. Yeah, don't... I mean, it's... They're in a city, aren't they? Well, no, are they? They're in the burbs. They're in a town, yeah. Cool. So I still think if it was like a deer, you'd be like, oh, shit, there's a dead deer. Let's call someone. I feel like I would still sort of get a fright. Yeah, if I saw that. I'd get an adult. Uh, anyway, Parker Beb. Oh, my God, Parker. <laughs> he drives by them in his fancy-ass car and tries to pick up Robin. But Robin basically tells him to fuck off. I really like Robin. Yeah. She's also, good. if you've got your RTC uh, bingo card right now, Parker wears threadbare jeans and a faded work shirt. Do you want to bet that he chops wood? Oh my god! Because isn't that her thing? That's in. Oh my god, that's it's you. What you I'm got, wearing you right got now. A checked shirt on. <laughs> um, because there, I think that's two RTC books now where the sexy male love interest chops wood. I feel like she's got a real, yeah, she's got a real lumberjack thing going on. I mean, don't we all? Was was there like some film in the nineties where somebody chopped wood and it became like? I feel like it's a Swayze outfit. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Um, yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he does sound quite hot, but he's an asshole. Um, Also, we get this 
Uh, so Robin, Faye's desperate to go out with him and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe he's talking to you kind of thing. And Robin, yeah, tells him to get fucked. And then they have this conversation. Guys don't like it when you come off like you're judging them. I'm not judging them. I just think most of them are stupid. They are, but you can't let them know you think so. <laughs> it's like, oh. Robin, you're great. Also, like, Faye, why do you want them then? Yeah, you're exactly. Stupid. Why do you want them so much? She's there. Yeah, I'm actually I'm on board with you. Go I think maybe she's gay. If you want it that bad. And she's just trying really hard to be into men. To be like, look, I know men are stupid and boring, and I don't really find them physically attractive. But you've got to go out with them. Yeah. You're like, or maybe you just don't like them that much. Yeah, exactly. Maybe just fuck your very hot, very cool friend. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, so also, they talk about the alcoholic groundskeeper of Manorwood, who's called Skags. Which is very funny, because in the UK that means smack, like heroin. Mm-hmm. Um, Must be on purpose. No, I bet it doesn't. True. Americans, does that mean? Even just the sound of the word. Skag. A skag. Yeah. It's skaggy. Um, it does suggest he's into some dodgy shit. It does. And uh, yeah, just like him being alcoholic isn't treated very nicely either. Like, no. I mean, he's a baddie, though. Yeah, but mainly because he's an alcoholic, it seems, which yeah. isn't really he's cool. He's not a very nuanced baddie. No. I mean, there's not a huge amount of nuance in this whole thing, but... <laughs> so... That's because it's patriarchy the novel. I'll, I'll get into my alternate reading. Kirsty, I'm going to tell you about Theodore Waltermise. Oh, please do. I can't wait. <laughs> which sounds like a sentence. That sounds like a real person. <laughs> Theodore Waltermises. Um, Walt as everyone calls him. He's an enigma, and Robin can't, be, can't figure him out. He transferred to Lewis Height at the start of the school year. He wasn't handsome in that breathtaking way that Parker Bebb was, <laughs> yet there was something equally intriguing about him. His sandy hair, for one thing, hanging thick and wavy past his shoulders. His customary outfit, as you mentioned, of threadbare jeans and faded work shirt, the steady calm of his brown eyes and his square, stubborn jaw. She knew a lot of girls were attracted to him because he was the main topic of fantasizing at lunch. And yet she never saw Walt... Just imagine all the girls are, like, having a wank at the lunch yeah, about like, fantasizing. Oh, God, it's so hot. Chopping some wood. <laughs> and yet she never saw Walt with a date or even hanging out much with the other guys. A lot of her friends thought he was a brain. Well, like, I mean, he has a brain. I thought, really thought you were going to say a gay. <laughs> I thought he was a, a gay. friends thought he was a gay. I mean, he sounds like a gay. <laughs> a brain and therefore unapproachable, and some suspected he was really a narc. Oh, because his oh. uncle used to work on the local police force. But Robin thought that what maybe he was just shy. What would they be on them about? They're not doing anything. Selling drugs. Well, none of them are selling drugs. Well, maybe that's why he's not got much to do. <laughs> 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 he's going to infiltrate the drug-dealing gangs at school, and there aren't any. Yeah. Okay. So here's the situation. Robin, like most of the girls at the lunch table, is, like, totally into him. But he's quite quiet. Meantime, Parker's, like, trying to get her for some reason, probably because she doesn't want him, but she's not interested. Anyway, that's the love triangle sort of situation going on. Love square, love rhombus. (laughs) A love parallelogram. (laughs) Oh, parallelogram. (laughs) The oblong. Oblong's a weird word, isn't it? That you don't say outside of high school. It's a rectangle when you're an adult. (laughs) Oblong when you're a kid. Isn't oblong like a vaguer term? Like it's it can encompass more it's like a rhombus and a rectangle. No, you're thinking would be No, no, there's a word for something with four sides, but it's not oblong. I'm sure I learned that at school and it's now gone out of my head because I was too busy reading Point of Horror. Uh yeah, what are they called? When it's, it's a four-sided I feel shape. Like every time we don't know stuff, someone's shouting at their phone, you <laughs> fucking idiot, it's this thing. Every time we're wrong, someone's phone gets smashed. Yeah. Anyway, so at school that there's... That was Rosie shaking her head, by the way. <laughs> that was me shaking my tail feather. Ah! Um, at school there is an advert. Let me read you this advert. It's all in capital letters. Help, wanted, get rich, quick, detail-oriented student for cataloging personal library. No experience necessary. <laughs> Um, and this is where I've written it me. Yep. Because that is my fucking dream job. I actually loved working. I used to work at WH Smith when I was a teenager. And my favourite thing was doing the menial sort of cataloguing shit. Even like putting the cards back where they were supposed to be. Because you just lose yourself. It's like a, it's mm. like hypnosis. You can do whatever you want in your own mind and you're still getting that all right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like you would have been applying for this as well. Oh, definitely. I actually used to volunteer at my school library. Of course you did. Of course I did. Is anyone surprised? No. No. 
<laughs> so she gives him a call and she goes for an interview even though the dude on the phone is really weird and old <laughs> like mad old and like really sort of eccentric and like mm-hmm. who are you why are you going to come here like i imagine him like a little professor bald with like yeah. gray hair sticking out around what his ears want? why are you here why are you here there is a bit of plot waffle here because she's like i definitely shouldn't go alone to this house my mum would be really angry at me but i'm, but I'm go going anyway. to which yeah. you're like really okay yeah probably don't don't point says, out how stupid it is and then just go and do it anyway yeah this is really crazy what am i doing here well she's there now yeah so she goes and i'm gonna describe to you this house because it's good Manorwood stood there haughty and proud elegant even in the fog it was a strange piece of property. During one of its ownerless interims... Ooh, that's nice, isn't it? Ooh, that's a good phrase. Robin and Faye had gone exploring and found its thick forest riddled with dangerous ravines. Forests? How big is it? it must be huge. The property itself bordered on one side by cliffs. Oh. oh I wonder whether, mm. whether that'll come in. Mm. That overhung the dry, rocky riverbed, riverbed far below. But tonight it didn't look dangerous at all. Good. Very, mm. very RTC. She loves a big old house, doesn't she? So then um, <laughs> she goes to the door and this man shouts, Robin Bailey, get in here. Ooh. Bushy white hair stuck out all around his bald spot. Oh, that's why I was imagining him like that. He's a fairy tale troll in a maroon dressing gown, much too big and long for his size. Uh, because of his hunched shape, he didn't seem able to lift his head much higher than his shoulders. And as he motioned Robin through a door, his chin moved back and forth in a sideways sort of nod. He was wearing a big fuzzy purple pair of house slippers. Eagle? Chin moved back and forth in a sideways nod. I'm going to do that. <laughs> That's weird. It's like you're going. What is that? Rosie, Rosie, will you decide where you're going? You're just being ridiculous now. Get in there. Um, his name is Hercules Diffenbach Swanson. Which <sighs> of I'm course it is. Pretty sure is the name of the dog in Due South. Is it? Hercules? Is it Diffenbach? Oh, I don't know. Baker. One of those No words? idea. I have no memory of Due South whatsoever. Oh, I used to love Due South. Yeah. It started off my love of Canadian men. Oh, which yeah. Which is why I eventually moved to Canada, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, to bag a Mountie. <laughs> and then I didn't, and he was Ukrainian. Oh, no. Fail. <laughs> I know. How different life could have been. I actually turned up to Canada, and I was like, oh, no, I actually don't really like Canadian men much at all. But <gasps> it's because they were all kind of jocksy men I was hanging around with. I know a lot of very attractive, very nice Canadian men now. You okay. like jocks, though. No, I don't, actually. Mm, okay. David doesn't do any sports. Okay. Like... I like good-looking men who yeah. are big and tough, but actually can't stand any of the things that actually go along with that. <laughs> I just think, you know, you always fancy, like, David Boreanaz. You always fancy the, like, David Boreanaz is not a jock. He is. He's a goth. Are you kidding? He He's doesn't a jock. play any sports. He's not a goth. No way. Spike's the goth. He's... Xander's the nerd. And Angel's the jock. <laughs> That's how it works. I've never seen him near a sports ball. I've never seen him do anything because I'm not pals with him. <laughs> You're not following? Okay. No. So, I'm not following him. <laughs> Here's the situation at Manorwood. Herc, <laughs> if we're going to call him, is the granddad. Gardner is the son, not a gardener. He's not a gardener, though. Parker, <laughs> who also does not keep a park. Or he doesn't park cars. In, well, he does, doesn't he? Near girls. Um, <laughs> oh, but I mean, not for a job. <laughs> Parker Beb is the brilliant, brilliant grandson. <laughs> the brilliant. The brilliant grandson. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps going on. Uh, Herc keeps going on about how nuts the family is. You know, mental health tiger right there. Yeah. Uh, there's also the housekeeper Winifred, who they can't live without. And to be honest, sounds like she's just the one keeping everything fucking going behind these sort of weird ass people. Um, Robin sees a big painting of a woman killing herself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would that, so have that painting in my house, by the way. It did sound really good. Yeah. And like enormous as well. Mm-hmm. Almost as big as the big mirror from Second Sight. <laughs> and it cost a million it's pounds. On the back of the big mirror. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just flip it around. <laughs> That's why it costs so much money, because oh. there's a fucking painting on the back. Um, and anyway, it was Gardner's wife, Lilith, who killed herself six months ago by slitting her wrists and throwing herself into the sea. Which I don't think it's an accident that she's called Lilith. That is yeah. a very unusual name. That is a clearly intentional shout out to the Bible. Exactly. Or not even, it's not even in the Bible, but... No, uh, well... Is it? Uh, it's in like Christian theology. I don't know if it's in the Bible. Yeah, they wouldn't let it be in the Bible, probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she was um, a kind of like evil character yeah mm-hmm. 
Adam's first wife. Yes, that's it. Um, so she'd married Not Gardner. Not obedient enough. She'd married Gardner and she had a kid already, Claudia, um, and she'd moved them both both into Manorwood. And everyone says she's a witch mm-hmm. and bewitched Gardner into marrying her, which, hello, we'll get into it. Anyway, the pay is $100 a week to catalogue loads of Liliths, Liliths, catalogue loads of Liliths old books. So Robin takes it. We would both do that job. Yeah, In of fact, course. we will do that job. That is a right dream, dream job. If you're an old sort of Egor-style rich man in a giant house, <laughs> then you want to pay me $100 a week to do anything. To catalogue a badass dead woman's books. Yeah, like, yeah, please. I'm into it. Yeah, she does sound like a badass. She, she sounds like she looks great as well. She's mm-hmm. got this like sort of like mad red hair. Um, let me tell you about Skags. Okay. So. Yep. Because we do have to do that. Uh, so yeah, Roy Skaggs sort of grabs Robin at one point. And he said, hey, I know you. And she says, oh, don't ever touch me again. I'm going to call the police. Um, I don't think Mr. Swanson would like hearing about how you ta- attack his guests. And he says, go ahead and I'll hurt you, little girl. You hear? Miss High and Mighty. I can and I will. So don't go getting any ideas. You better run. You better listen to me. You better run, little girl, far, far away from this place. You better run for your life. Now, call the police. Call the police now. That man is a pest. There are many moments, which I'll come back to in my alternate reading of this being Patriarchy the novel, <laughs> where Skaggs needs to be reported and jailed or at least fired. Yeah, and like, they try and be like, oh, well, it's just because he's an alcoholic. Well, no, no. he's a kind of horrible and violent. That, regardless of anything else do you know what I mean that doesn't make drinking doesn't make people well kind of but ha- having a problem with any sort of substance doesn't make someone act like that they and are also, like that even if it does that doesn't mean that you have to accept it yeah you don't have to be like yeah you know he terrifies me and sexually menaces me but I have to just put up with it like no you fucking don't no and she doesn't she's great she puts up with fucking nothing mm-hmm. so Parker Beb continues to hit on her uh, and Faye says that she hates her because of it She's like, oh, I hate you, Robin. Cool, thanks, nice. She's the worst. She's a fuckhead. Ugh. I don't like her at all. Uh, and then someone falls down the stairs at school, and it's Claudia. I feel like she's a patriarchal construct. Yeah, she she's is. an instrument of the patriarchy. She is. Mm-hmm. I kind of imagine her as... Um, she's like patriarchal woman. She. I imagine her as... Oh, come on. Was married to Tom Cruise. Katie Holmes. No, Nicole Kidman. Oh, yeah. Looking like Nicole Kidman. Sort oh, of thing. really? Yeah, I don't know why. Except I bet Nicole Kim is not a tool of the patriarchy. Yeah, but she's not a mad dick. So here's our stepsister, stepbrother shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lilith's kid, Claudia, and Parker, a stepbrother, stepsister. Um, and Parker, like, hates her. Uh, but social tension? Mm. Hmm. So Claudia is super ghouly and strange and a delicate little doll of a person. That is so an RTC thing. Yeah. She does that so often. Very pale. I think that's why I'm imagining her as Nicole Kidman. Like See, curly I'm imagining her hair. as Kirsten Dunst in Interior the Vampire. Because even though she's... I've not seen that. Well, we're, we're repeatedly told that she's a teenager, but the way that she speaks and acts, she's like 10. She like <laughs> oh. acts like a child. Oh, God. Claudia is like very bizarre mm-hmm. behaving. Um, oh, yeah. And also they find out that their friend Vicky went out with her boyfriend last night and never came home. Mm-hmm. Just as a side note, plot point, plot point. Um, ba, 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 ba. That's my getting to That's the page. That's finding the page noise. Ba, 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 ba. I think I do it on the phone a lot as well. Huh. I'm trying to find a thing. Um, so, <clears throat> things. Are, so, Claudia is kind of, how would you describe her? Just like hyper dramatic, like ridiculous. Yeah. Like really over the top. Do you believe in fate? Claudia interrupted. She leaned in close, her wide violet eyes. No one's got violet no eyes. No one's got violet eyes. Inches from Robin's face. Robin frowned and tried also, to... Also, di- inches. That's too close. Yeah. <laughs> like, Unless yeah, it's like 20 inches. That's like, too right close. Here. It's like, too close. Fucking too much. Um, for all her delicateness, Claudia, Claudia's grip was like steel. Of course, hyper-strong women who are actually like little birds in real life. All right, Joss Whedon. Things keep happening even when you do everything to keep from happening. Things happening because they're meant to happen, no matter what. Is this true? (laughs) She had wild eyes like her mother's eyes in the portrait. What is it, Robin? What do you see? Don't look at me like that. Don't look at me! (laughs) Girl, you got problems. Or you're the worst actor in the world. Mm. Don't, Don't look at me! 
Like she's like a crow of her characters. <laughs> she just seems so unrealistic. And yeah. I'm saying that in this book of like hyper real bizarre <laughs> characters, she struck me as the least believable. Yeah. This is why I imagined it very much as Dynasty. Yeah. Because she's like the shrieking sort of delicate fey little flower and there's loads of money kicking around as well. Yeah. So I anyway. see loves a melodrama though. She does. I, I kind of love her for it. So Robin goes to this job and she hears a female voice calling for help. Oh, Ooh. spooky. Um, and she follows it to an attic where she finds a dead woman in a white dress. Like in, you do. In a bathtub. Oh, wow. Like you do. Cool. Yeah. And then shrieking Claudia um, says it's her mother. Huh. Yeah. Cool. This is all fine. Yeah. <laughs> so her mother, Lilith, was a gifted medium and has come back to get Claudia, according to Claudia. Mm. According to everyone else, it is in fact some curtains being washed in a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> it's my mother. It's some curtains. It's some curtains. I don't know. I, the reach. I mean, here's the thing. Robin sees it as well. She sees the woman. So it's not just Claudia. And then, I don't know. Would some curtains in a bathtub ever look like a person? I think so. I think anything can look like a person. Like, have you never been staying overnight in an unfamiliar place where you've never been before and you wake up in the night or even you just turn the light off and you're like oh my god there's a shadow in here and then it's like a coat or something hanging well on yeah true of course that happens to me all the time in fact Susie a uh, friend of the podcast Susie came was staying here looking after the dog and she said that she kept having these weird moments in the night that um, in the dark, that wardrobe over there just looked like a, a void in the wall, like a whole a massive hole in the wall. She kept like having these weird half-asleep moments where she thought it was like a big gap in the wall, oh. which I obviously sleep in here almost every night and have never thought about that before. So You always talk about that being a creepy cupboard. No, not even the cupboard, the wardrobe. Oh. The standalone wardrobe, not even the built-in cupboard. You can imagine that being a haunted wardrobe. It's yeah. got those vibes about it. It's it like has. vintage. It's an old wardrobe, so it could have many ghosts in it. It looks like the sort of wardrobe a circus person would have. You yeah. know what I mean? Like a performer. Do you know my favourite thing about these wardrobes? I can't remember if I've ever shown you, but because they're vintage, they've got little labels on the shelves of what you're supposed to put on them. So like oh. one says pyjamas, one says hats, oh. and there's a little thing that says ties. Oh, that that's you put really your ties nice. It's really cute. Oh, I bet you put all your ties on there. And all my pyjamas. And my hats. <laughs> an entire shelf of hats. <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> I wish you had hats. I know. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you can trust people in hats these days. <laughs> hats aren't what they used to be. And it'll be making them bald, so well, be careful. Well, that's a cap. That's different. <laughs> um, I've written here genuinely very goo, and I think I was supposed to write genuinely very good. No, I think you meant goo. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just describe to you. So, How's the book? Goo. Goo. <laughs> Pretty goo. <laughs> Here's what she saw, and what Claudia saw as well. There in the corner, floating face down in the claw-footed tub. Ooh, yeah. Claw-footed tub. Jealous. The lifeless figure in its long, pale dress. Hair streaming like wet ribbons. Dot, dot, dot. And the dark, frothy water. Dot, dot, dot. And the dark trickles down the side. Dot, dot, dot. And the dark, <laughs> spreading pool on the bathroom floor. Was it dark? It was dark. Dot, dot, dot. Why did she got overused those? So I don't know. I was into it. I was reading it like, yeah. It is really it's good. so over the top. I really liked that, actually. That whole scene. And also really jealous of that bathtub. Yeah, right. Anyway, so... Basically, well, someone told me you shouldn't get an actual cast iron bath because they don't hold the heat very well. Ah. Like, they don't hold the heat from the water cast very well. Cast iron bath? How the fuck would you get it up the stairs I mean, I don't well? actually know if you could have it in a flat. Yeah, I've got a cast iron pan and I can barely lift it. I would be worried that it would just smash through the ceiling and <laughs> yeah, downstairs. I, I live on the top floor, so gravity's more at work there. <laughs> you would just go than it is smash, end. smash, smash through if, all the floors right that, to the Did bathroom. that happen on the Aristocats? It just went all through the things? I don't know. I feel like it did. Um, so here's basically how the whole book is going. It's Claudia telling Robin that her mother is coming to get her, Claudia. And Parker saying that Claudia is mad and that she needs to be locked up, etc. And then all the family saying that as well. Just mm. keep saying, oh, she's just mad. It's like, well, she's a teenager. It's not really how you deal with things either. Maybe she's mentally ill. Maybe Probably just don't keep saying she's mad. Maybe she should go and speak to a therapist. I yeah. mean, her mother did die very suddenly. Six months ago. Mm -hmm. Get over it. It's been six it's months. Been six Come months. on. Um, and then, oh well, yeah, Robin takes a notebook home from school and it's Claudia's. And there's a message inside that says, Claudia, I'm coming for you, mother. <laughs> I love when they sign it. <laughs> like in the train. Oh, yeah. Where she like writes the message in the mirror, like, I'll be back, I'll be back. Signed. <laughs> 
I'll be coming for you. Mother, just in case. <laughs> it's like when your mum leaves you a message and you fucking know and she says, it's mum, by the way, right Aww, at the end. <laughs> I love that. Because it's mum. You gave birth to me. I know what your fucking voice sounds like. Although I sometimes ring my mum and she goes, hello. And I go, it's me. <laughs> my mum always does that. If I if she phones me and I on my mobile and I answer and she goes, oh, hi, it's your mum. And I'm like, I know, mum. It says your name on the screen when you phone me. <laughs> <laughs> like you've just not put a number in. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this? Who's this? Excuse me, I gave birth Mama to you. Mama who? <laughs> um, so here's the situation. There's a shitload of money in the family. And it's kind of written really badly, so you don't quite know what's going on. But all the money's going to go to Parker, which is surely would, Gardner would have to die. I know. So it's like when Herc dies, it's all going to go to Parker. Except now there's Claudia to get half. Unless they've just put a specific thing in the will to like write. Just fuck Gardner off. Sorry, know. Gardner. But he's like quite... They seem to like him. Um, and also Parker's mother had an accident mm. and is also now dead. Maybe they're not giving it to Gardner because he's clearly a murderer. <laughs> so anyway, so Claudia's very existence means that Parker's going to get less money. So here's the tension. Um, and then uh, Claudia throws herself in front of a car. Yeah. Who, like that's being driven by No Face from Spirited Away. <laughs> It's like in this book, every time nothing that dramatic has happened, someone just like flings himself in front of a car or like starts screaming for no reason. Here's why it's no face. The figure behind the wheel wasn't human. It had no face. It stared straight out of a hollow, black hollow eye sockets. So that's a face, that's a isn't face, it? <laughs> and then what little flesh remained on its gleaming skull hung there in long bloody strips. Ew. That does sound like a face. Not a great face. It's a face. It is a face. Nonetheless. <laughs> Robin screamed in horror. She saw Claudia spread her arms wide. Dot, dot, dot. Step into the path of the car. Dot, dot, dot. And smile. So. That is so good. It is like, creepy. so shit and so good. But she's clearly suicidal. Yeah. Like, get her some help. I feel like you've got like the main. Help wanted. <laughs> it's a cry for help with this whole book. I feel like in this book there's the main plot. But then there were lots of sub-issues which need to be dealt with <laughs> which aren't dealt with like Skaggs needs to be fired she needs to see a therapist separate issues that need to be dealt with they need to figure out what's going on with the wills because it's not clear <laughs> yeah Herc needs a pal yeah he's just really yeah anyway. Robin needs some new friends yeah exactly and some money um so in in a point horror trope I'm gonna say even though it doesn't come up that much they go in the shower and Claudia's blood runs out of the shower or Claudia's shower runs blood out of it which is great yeah I knew you'd fucking love that I think this book is actually scary like that's a scary moment yeah and it's because a lot of it's kind of uh not based in reality like Mm. a lot of other point horrors have to be this is kind of like by just constantly saying that she's ill it's they very like hysterical. Her. The whole book is very it is hysterical, hysterical in the yeah. best possible way. And Robin's like the straight man. Yeah. Who's kind of, but she's also seeing this stuff. So it's like, oh, but she's an unreliable narrator now. And yeah, it is good. It is good. I, I like it. It was fun. Read this book. Yeah. Help Wanted. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say it like that. Help Wanted for Claudia. <laughs> um, so they're at the house and Claudia runs off. Um, and in trying to find her, Robin accidentally finds Vicky's corpse. And Which, again, is a fucking horror moment. Yeah. I think she, maybe the scariest moment in any point horror. Yeah, I'm going to read it to you. Okay. And as she felt bile cl- coming up in her own throat. Well, yeah, what, is she going to feel it in someone else's? Someone's coming up in someone's, someone else's throat I can here. feel it. <laughs> she saw the maggots swarming over Vicky Hastings' mutilated face. <gasps> oh, it's yeah. actually horrible. Yeah, and you don't usually get those moments in point horrors. Yeah. It's so awful. It reminded me of that bit. You remember Atmosphere? Oh, yeah. And he used to go, maggots! And he used to call the people playing the game maggots. Oh, yeah. So this we was... We should um, play that. We should do like a live play of that. Yeah. Can you still get it? But it's on VHS. <laughs> you could probably get it on YouTube or something. I remember playing it at one of my birthday sleepovers when we'd also watched Saving Private Ryan. So it was very different. That was an intense night. I think we turned it off halfway through because I was really bored and we watched um, American Psycho instead and then this. I must have been like 17. What is wrong with you? Boys were there. What's my mum doing? Ugh. Allowing that to you be You watched the case. American Psycho at a party. Maybe it was 15. Fucking hell. <laughs> It's very, I mean, I'm, I'm afraid of you now. I mean, yeah. I'm going into the wardrobe void. <laughs> I did my dissertation on American Psycho. Wow. 
I like horror. Anyway, uh, yeah, so atmosphere for those not initiated, if maybe you aren't in their 30s. It was like a board game, but you put a VHS in, didn't you? And press play it time to time. And it was this creepy, sort of purplish-blue hooded man uh, who looked like he'd like slept outdoors for a living. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, he was really fucked up, wasn't he? Yeah, he and didn't he would look sort of that healthy. Berate you through the screen and say maggots and uh, yeah, call you horrible things and it say that you were worse. It was scary, and it would sort of sometimes make a loud noise to frighten you. It was like a jump scare. It or was something. really scary. Yeah. Ooh, anyway, it, it did cause an atmos fear. fear. See the Blah. see the pun there. See how it works. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. I reckon that still freaked me out. Mm-hmm. There's some things that really still scare me, like the face that's superimposed on the exorcist. I can't look at it even. Oh. Do you know, it's like a screaming demon face. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? There's two points in the film where it is superimposed. Oh, okay. And yeah. uh, I can't even look at, can't it look at it. Because it, it would have been about that age when I first watched The Exorcist and I was like, it's really scary. Oh, no. So... Um, it's just another bit about Skaggs being fucking gross, so I'm not going to read it. Um, oh, although... I've got loads of gross Skaggs bits from my bit at the end. Okay, have you got the bit where it's clear sexual violence? Do you want me to not read that out now? Um, maybe. I've got lots of... But there's so many bits where it's clear sexual violence. Go on, do it, and then we can always come back to it. Okay. <clears throat> nice girl. Nice... Dot, dot, dot. Little girl, he grinned. Nice you could drop in and see me today. But hey, sorry, gotta go. You have an appointment with an accident. And then she's like... An appointment like, with what? An accident. Oh. Um, so she's kind of like confused and he's his eyes are going slowly over her body. And then he squats down next to her and says, You know, dot, dot, dot. I was just thinking, there might still be time for you and me to be friends before you have to go. What do you think? You like that idea? And then she shoves him and he says, you shouldn't have done that. The other one, she did that too. Tried to get rough with me and I took care of her. I took real care of her. Oh, it's so horrible. It's so horrible. It's like, so she's um, found Vicky's corpse and then she's running off to get Claudia and Skaggs catches her. And then, yeah, this, it's really gross, isn't it? It's so horrible, this bit. This bit of dialogue. Yeah, it's actually really well written. I feel like this is why this is one of the scariest point horror books because most of them are really silly and the threat is silly. It's like, I'm going to kill you so you're not the prom queen. Whereas this is like, there's a rapey guy who works at your school, which feels like it could be real. Oh yeah, because he works at... Which is why it's so horrible. He works at the school as well as being the caretaker at Manorwood. Yeah, and this like... do you want to be oh that's really just horrible I well I've really got his gross. bit of dialogue have you got that as well so after she finds the body and runs away and he says um, you're going to look just like her all nice and soft and tender to touch just like girls are supposed to be right oh meaning like dead oh, like a corpse soft and yeah but also like children yeah like oh oh. it's so disturbing so horrible um yeah anyway so skags is gross um so claudia saves robin by killing skags and convinces robin that they need to push his body off a cliff cool um because (laughs) which because the book is so hysterical at the time you're like yeah yeah sure do it yeah i'm into it yep the cliff that's on the grounds Mm -hmm. um because parker Put, put a fence up if you've got a cliff, <laughs> put a fence up. I'm just going to say it. But then how will you get rid of how the bodies that you... How will you body over it? Okay. <laughs> so Claudia says that it's Parker that's been doing all of this to Claudia uh, to try and get, like, drive her mad and get her to commit suicide. And he's been using skags to do the deeds, which is an interesting thing about the rich not doing anything themselves. Not even murder. Not even murder. Um, but here's what actually going on Kirsty. it's claudia she's doing it after all and she's gonna push robin off a cliff so that everyone thinks it was parker who killed robin so they will be ruined so it won't be the golden boy anymore i see okay all right it's a bit all over the place right up until that point i was like yes i love this book feminist revenge the novel and then she was revealed to be the killer and i was like fuck you rtc yeah don't do that you nearly had it there you nearly had it you nearly did it right um, and also, she killed Parker's mum, so her mother could marry Gardner. Mm. Uh, but then it kind of is feminist revenge, the novel, mm-hmm. because actually, what are you doing, Rosie? You're going for a little stretch. 
she's like i'm a feminist I'm, too i'm not having any attention here and i don't <laughs> like it um go and lie down rosie go on oh, she's just, just got impacts okay, from fine, me now. okay fine. She looks so, like one of those dog statues that people does, have at the sides of their mantelpieces. She looks like the one that they sort of ride in on on that episode of Friends because they've won it from the <laughs> people. Yeah. Except she's black and grey, not yeah. white. <laughs> so Winifred, remember Winifred the housekeeper? I do. She shows up and she had said actually that she killed Claudia's mum because she was awful. Oh. <laughs> like, they're like, yeah, she was just a mad bitch. So I killed her. Is there anyone here who isn't a dickhead? Equality. Women can kill too. They <laughs> can also be murderers. <laughs> yeah. Weird. So, Claudia and Robin fight uh, and both go off the cliff, <laughs> but then the boys come and save them, but then Parker gets Claudia and you think he's going to throw her off, but then he helps her up, but she falls anyway, which is a good way of being like, oh, he was a threat. Oh, no, he was a good boy. But the girl dies anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, she dies, but it's not his fault. And then at the end, they're all like, never mind, we'll get Winifred a good lawyer. I'm like, she literally murdered a person, though, who lived in your house. Is that okay? Her function is complete now. She can get thrown away. It was so weird. The end was all over the place. Yeah. It was like, well, no, it's me, but it's him doing it for him for this reason. But I'm going to make it look like it was him for this reason. But in fact, it was me. Oh, no, but I'm being stopped from doing this. Oh, it's her. It felt like quite well plotted up until that point. And then you're like, ah, no. I mean, if we're imagining it as a dynasty episode, that is very dynasty. Yeah. This kind of like, well, it was that different bitch over there. Because all women are awful. Twas I. (laughs) So at the end, I've just written what? Yeah. Um... So yeah. So here's my, are we ready for my, for me to lay out my argument that this is patriarchy, the novel? Yours is the floor. I mean, the floor is yours. <laughs> it is flawed, I will say that. <laughs> okay, so here we go. There's a clear contrast between Lilith, again, that name ain't a coincidence, and the first Mrs. Swanson, who's Parker's mother, who never appears to have a name. No. Apart from Mrs. Swanson. All right then, very uh, Rebecca-esque. Um, here's, here's what we have, quote. Now Parker's mother, there was a beauty if ever I saw one. Sweet and simple and loving. Mm. Not a sorceress like that Lilith. So there, we've, there we go. The good woman is one who is sweet, simple and loving. The bad woman is one who is powerful and wants things. And she's a, apparently a sorceress. Mm. So there we go. And then on the very next page, um, we have this. Uh, so we've already had the thing of like um, the women and everything like that. And also Winifred is like old, so she doesn't get to exist in this economy. Oh no, she doesn't count. She doesn't count. And then we have, we're talking about Parker now. Parker has the brains. He just doesn't know how to use them all yet. He's going to be someone. He's going to keep this family name going. He knows how to work people, charm people. He can be a very persuasive young man. Yes, I know you can call it insincerity if you want to, but I don't call it that at all. I call it smart. In this day and age, it's important to get people on your side. That's how you build. That's how you survive. What is the difference between that and Lilith? Mm, Good point. So he's saying... She's evil. She's a sorceress. But then he's exactly the same. He's manipulative. He's also manipulative and superficial. Mm. But apparently, and beautiful. And beautiful. But apparently it's okay. Mm. He's just persuasive and he's going to get ahead. So the exact same behaviour from Parker and from Lilith. And she's evil and he's just a success. Do you think RTC's done that on purpose? I want to say yes. <laughs> I so, so badly want to say yes. I kind RTC, of could believe it. On the incredible off chance that you ever hear this, <laughs> did you do that on purpose? Because I really want you to have done That's it on purpose. great. Because it was literally like on the next page. Mm-hmm. So on page 141, we've got Lolith as a sorceress. 100, page 142, he's going to be someone. He's so charming and, you know. Is he Boris Johnson? <laughs> He's not charming. Well, no, but apparently he must be, otherwise. I mean, he's I guess. both an idiot and not good-looking. So what else has he got going for him unless he's got some sort of, I mean, money? But, you know, this guy, he's going to be someone. He'll keep the family name going mm-hmm. on. That's a real sort of Eton boy yeah, right? thing, isn't it? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. And then women are just witches. Exactly. I thought that was really an interesting moment, like contrasting the exact same behaviour, but the reaction to it. And then later... Um, when Robin starts to obviously realise that everything's going wrong, and she says, look, no one's going to believe us. 
But then she finally does go to the police and they actually don't believe her. Yeah. They say that it's not real. Um, and then at the end, she asks Walt why the police believed him and not her. And he says, oh, it's because uh, my uncle's a cop. <gasps> but clearly it's because he's, he's not a, a hysterical girl. Yeah. <gasps> right? Oh my God, RTC, you've done a thing I there. feel like either she's not doing it on purpose. I feel like she must be doing it I feel like it purpose. is, actually. Because she explicitly asks him, why did the police believe you and not me when I told them the exact same thing? <gasps> and he says, oh, you know, it's because my uncle's a cop. No, it's not. It's because you're a man and she's a woman. Uh, sorry if you can hear Rosie sort She's of being very whining. Restless. It's because I've started petting her, and yeah. if I ever stop now, you're going to hear that. Your, that's your life now. Um, um, yeah, no, I feel like... Have the, oh, sorry. sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think she's done it on purpose. It's pretty smart. Yeah. And we also have the issue of skags. Mm. Clearly, I've said a sex pest. That's the nice way to put it. He's a rapist. Yes. Um, he works at the school, and then there's this moment he's alone in the corridor with Robin, and he asks if she, quote, wants to party Aww. with him. I'm going to say it right now. He's going to drug her. fucking Janny at your school asks if you want to party with him, like, report him immediately. Yeah, please. That's not going to go well. Um, later, she's stuck, like, physically stuck. She can't move. And he slides his hand through her hair and, like, down her neck, like, down oh. her throat. It's so gross. And he says this. You're so nice and helpless this way. <gasps> it is no. so gross. And then he only stops doing that. She's like caught in a hedge, basically. And he only stops doing that because Parker, a man, intervenes. Mm. So she's saying like, go away, don't touch me, don't touch me. But he actually doesn't stop until Parker turns up, which is very much the thing of like, oh no, I've got a boyfriend. Yeah. You know? um, and then later about this moment, um, Walt says that Parker was upset about that. He was upset about Skaggs touching Robin when she doesn't want him to because, quote, he thinks you're pretty hot. <sighs> so if he didn't think she was hot, it would be it okay. fine. <gasps> no. So he, basically he was only angry because another man is touching what he, what wants. he wants. And there's more. <laughs> I'm nearly finished. <laughs> then later when Skaggs like, kidnaps Robin, he takes her to this essentially like a secret rape shack that he's got. <sighs> and he calls her, quote, Nice little girl, there might still be time for me and you to make friends before you have to go. You might as well relax and enjoy it. And then he starts oh. to undress her, which I'm going to say, exactly, I know Rosie, Rosie. It is shocking. I'm going to say that is the most overt rape implication in that any, we've seen in a point horror. Yeah, in any point horror, I think. That's really clear. horrible. It's made me feel fucking sick. Because she's in this like shack in the middle of the woods and this creepy guy is going to rape her and she can't do anything about it and it's I think, horrible i think because the rest of the book is so melodramatic and over the top it makes it worse because you're like oh shit actually there's this like a real, real like oh that's really it's horrible like something to actually be really afraid of oh. whereas oh rosie's yeah. leaving in a huff i know it's upsetting rosie <laughs> um and I, I need to say the final thing is the final scene so like after we've had the whole big climax and everything it's the what they call it the denouement so we've got robin She's really upset. She's numb. It actually says she sort of emo is emotionally numb. And we have three men, being Herc, Walt, and Parker, are arguing over who gets to take her out. So who wins her at the end? And that's how it ends. Oh. Although, one little good moment, it does heavily imply that she's going to have a threesome with Walt and Parker. Yeah, I mean, I do enjoy that, of course. <laughs> like, but still, oh. I was like, she's just nearly been raped and you're arguing over who wins which man wins her must Gross. we must we do that yeah like ugh. so i feel like i've made my case for this being patriarchy the novel no i am i gonna allow you to have that Thanks. that's correct you've I do, done a good job there usually i feel like our alternate readings are unintentional but i i feel like at least some of that is intentional yeah i actually feel like she's done it on purpose and it's made it very good mm -hmm. um I have a Paris favorite line. Yes, amazing. Balderdash, I tell you. It's all balderdash. <laughs> and I'm like, is Mr. Swanson English? Balderdash. Balderdash. You don't hear that so much. You don't. Um, yeah, okay, so it's weird in a way because it is very point horror, but it's also not. Like, we don't really have any fashion. No. We don't really have any 90s things. Nope. We don't really have any American things. We have RTC things, like the big old house. and For the, sure. You know, step. Like your RTC bingo card should be full. Yeah, <laughs> it should have been full on page two. Mm -hmm. um, do we have a too stupid love heroine? 
I... No, she's great. Don't think so. There is that one stupid moment where she's like, I definitely shouldn't go to this stranger's house alone in the middle of the night, but I'm going to do it anyway. But I, agree, I reckon that's a warning from RTC. Oh, do you think? To not do that sort of stuff. Yeah. I, no, money. I really liked Robin, actually. Me too. I liked yeah. her a lot. Mm-hmm. Do we have a sociopath? Okay. Sexy boy sociopath. Yes. Here are my examples of how Parker is a dick. Okay. Are you ready? When they first meet, he sprays her with mud from his dickmobile car and then, quote, leaned out of the window and gave her an easy grin, crossing his tanned arms. Mm. Which, number one, is it even physically possible to cross your arms in it while driving a car? You, we, I know he stopped, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, but even in a car, cross them, <laughs> I don't know. Like a, like a boy band sideways cross. See if a guy came up and sprayed me with mud from his wanker car and then grinned at me. I would just be like, you are so disgusting. My vagina is closed to you forever. But her vagina is closed to him as well. I know, but it doesn't stay closed to him. <laughs> it should be closed to him forever. He should be banned from ever even thinking of it. Yeah. And then later, he... He's trying to talk to her and she doesn't want to listen. So he takes her chin in his hand and turns her face to look at him. And when she tries to pull away, he tightens his grip on her face. Oh, no. That is not okay. No. And that's not even the the only time he does that because later he's saying something and she doesn't want to listen to it. Um, She... Uh, she puts her hands, Robin puts her hands over her ears so she doesn't have to hear him. And he, quote, forces her hands down. No. No. Parker is a dickhead. He, I agree. It's horrible. Yeah. Ugh. But even the fact that he's being presented as like a romantic option, not okay. No. But I think she knows. I mean, I think she's written Lilith as this great character as well. Mm. And then had I these wish men. There was more of Lilith. In yeah. It. Where's Where's Help Wanted too? I know. Help Still Wanted. <laughs> Out the prequel Lilith story. Yeah. <gasps> what do you see? Mm. Write that book. We want it. Mm-hmm. Um, Death Toll is like what? Uh, one. But, like, not even in the book. Oh, Vicky. Vicky. Vicky's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Does Skaggs die? Yeah, he dies. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. Skaggs. Um, no queer subtext? No. Not enough, to be honest. Apart no. from Faye and Robin, maybe. I'm I'm definitely projecting that. Yeah. <laughs> it's are. not really in the text. <laughs> it's pure subtext. Um, is it good? I think yes. I think it's actually scary i think there are loads of really scary moments the hair when they find the hair and the blood in the woods the bath um, yeah the bath is really good mm-hmm. the um bit about the blood coming from the shower is really good the, the maggots the maggots oh my god yeah it's so horrible and um then i also want to give mega points to rtc for this because at the end i thought fuck this is gonna end on a quip and there's almost a quip but instead Robin stares numbly at the fire and thinks how ridiculous it is that they're trying to make light of this awful situation. <sighs> so it's like the guys try and quip and then she's like, no, this is a fucked up situation. Which Although, I liked. It then does say, maybe some of these new changes aren't going to be so bad after all. Well, okay. <laughs> but you've got to end it on it. It's for teens. So yeah. you've got to end it on that note. But I did wonder if that was a little burn for like Robot Stein Please. and they're going to quip. Let's hope. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm going to say I thought it was really good. I'm going to give it a five. I'm going to give it a five as well. Look at that, and we've agreed. I know. Uh, but also for good-bad, because it's not good-bad, but it's like dramatic as fuck and like really over the top. So like four for good-bad as well. well. I don't know if it's a... I, don't know if it's, I, I wasn't angry at it. Maybe it's a three for good-bad. I suppose you can't really hate read it. You can no. like read it like gleeful. If you love melodrama, you can like gleefully wallow in the melodrama. It's trashy with a message. Which is my favourite kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, so... That's like an exact description of the trash that I like. <laughs> three or four? I guess three for trash. Yes. Like three for okay. good, bad. Okay. Look at that, we've agreed twice there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, read it. It's actually really good. Yeah. Um, and I bet it's hard to get hold of because <laughs> cause no one's throwing it away. I know, because I don't feel like this is some one of the more well-known ones. No, I don't but think so. I thought so. it was really good. It kind of reminded me of Dream Date in a way. Yeah. That it like you can kind of read it as having this feminist or like anti, anti-patriarchy subtext. Well, get this, 1993 in the US, 96 in the UK. Oh, why, did they why the it delay? Why the three years? Anyway, maybe it's more well-known in, this, in the States than maybe. if it was one of the sort of earlier ones. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that was good. It was good. I enjoyed that read. Me too. I know, we're all shocked. We're like, let's stay on this. Sometimes when we read a good on? book, we're like, but it was quite it was, good. I, I think I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you did. Actually... Okay, I'm not going to say that. But um, next time, we'll be returning to Robot's World. 
Robots World, the worst theme we've park ever. <laughs> now we're going to hit a troll. Stein World. But are we? The Snowman by R.L. Stein. Oh, oh yeah, well, because we'll see. actually we've both read this one already and I'll say I was surprised. I was very surprised. I think our listeners are going to be surprised. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. So that'll be next time. Kirsty, where can people go? They can get us on Twitter at Teenage Scream underscore and on Instagram at Teenage Scream Pod. Um, and if you love us, and who doesn't? Please love us. <laughs> Please love us. Um, you can become a meatloaf uh, just permanently. Just that That's you forever <laughs> now. Your, your meatloaf. <laughs> at patreon.com slash Teenage Scream Podcast. Um, if you can uh give like five dollars a month that really helps us keep the podcast going you get a free bonus episode anyway it's just nice um blah blah blah. lovely thanks thank you (laughs) and next time yeah the snowman (gasps) we'll see you then bye